Calling all detectives. Old English customs, a cat, and a club. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. When you're a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, you always look for the guy who has too good a story. I was sitting in my office reading about the Hubbard murder, strictly front-page stuff. Screaming black headlines told how the wealthy widow, Eliza Hubbard, had been found with a neat and nasty bullet hole in her back. There was no murder weapon, no fingerprints, nothing stolen. The story tried to make up for the lack of angles with a big hoopla about the late Mr. Hubbard's fabulous fortune made on the stock market before and after the crash of 1929. The Saab sisters portrayed old Eliza as a great and generous-hearted lady who tried to ease her loneliness with good works. Her charities were listed, and there was everything on the list, from a home for working girls to a society for the study of old English customs. Hello. Yeah, this is Jerry Browning. Your name is... Horner. What? Well, Mr. Horner, if you know something about the, the Hubbard murder, it's your duty to tell it to the police. Okay. Well, okay, if you think you need more than police protection, my fee is 25 a day in expenses. Well, sure, I'll start now. What's your address? 540 Elwood? Mr. Horner? Mr. Horner! The line was completely dead. And I had a pretty strong hunch that dead was the way I'd also find Mr. Horner. I got a call from a man with information about a baffling murder. Just as I agreed to serve as his bodyguard, his line went dead. I dialed homicide, told Lieutenant Dawson to pick me up. And while I waited for him, I verified Horner's address. It turned out to be a flat at 540 Elwood Street. The door was unlocked. We walked in, saw the cut phone wires, and then we found Horner. It was sprawled over his desk. One hand held the phone and the other was pressed over its cradle. See, Jerry? He was trying to get the operator. Poor guy didn't know that the cutoff was for real. Yeah. And here's something else for real, Dawson. A bullet hole in his back. Just the way Liza Hubbard got it. This guy did know something, all right. You know what I think? I... Hey, Jerry, look at this. This was a scrap of paper on the desk. There was a scribbled picture on it. A drawing of a cat. Two circles. One for the head, one for the body with a tail and whiskers. It was childish, it was crude, but it was unmistakably a cat. It's just doodling, Jerry. That's what I make of it. Well, the newspapers made a whole lot more of it. We ain't all about it. Cat burglar, no lead and double slaying. Cat burglar, huh? Nice and neat. Only there hadn't been any burgling. Just as in old Eliza's death, the Horner killer had taken nothing. Well, the poor guy hadn't hired me. But it wasn't for lack of trying, which made it my case. And I went to work on it. At the Mansfield Mercantile Company, where the dead man had worked, I talked to a Mr. Tucker. Shocking murder. Shocking, Mr. Browning. Anything I can do, count on me. I owe everything to Horner. He got me my job here as head bookkeeper on the strength of our both having belonged to the same club years ago. If there's any way you can help Mr. Tucker, I'll certainly let you know. Clark Mansfield, owner of the company, couldn't tell me much more than Tucker had. Horner's record here was spotless. He was a model employee and in every way a fine person. As for this cat burglar nonsense, 
Nonsense is what I think it is. I agree with you, Mr. Mansfield. Yet there is a very definite connection between Horner's murder and that of Mrs. Eliza Hubbard. Can you suggest any possible link between them? Mansfield frowned. I'm afraid not. Unless Horner was always interested in charitable and educational organizations. I understand from the papers that Mrs. Hubbard had so much similar interest. I stood up. Thank you, Mr. Mansfield. You've given me the missing link between the crimes. It was a link of loneliness, a clue to the common meeting ground between a wealthy widow and a little bookkeeper. I drove back to the Horner apartment, got a grim-faced cop to let me go through the dead man's papers. I found out that he'd belonged to no clubs or lodges, except one obscure society for the study of genealogy, and that had disbanded three years ago. I put down the notice of its discontinuance. I was stymied, stumped, and I brooded. The link I thought I'd had was nothing but a snarl. And yet there had to be some connection. I played with the names of the two victims, Hubbard and Horner. Horner and Hubbard. Horner, Corner. Hubbard, Cupboard. And then it hit me. I grabbed up one of the photostats the crime lab had made of the cat drawing and drove to the office of Frederick Leland, the attorney for the Hubbard estate. Just one question, Mr. Leland. All these societies Mrs. Hubbard contributed to, did any of them deal in genealogy, the study of family names and history? Why, yes, Browning. The Society for the Study of Old English Customs. It was rather a curious organization. For all its lofty title, what it studied was the origin of Mother Goose characters and nomenclature. That was all I needed. Now I knew who the killer was. Proving it should be easy. I drove to the Mansfield Mercantile Company and nothing flat. Mr. Tucker, you said I could count on you to help solve Horner's murder. Does that still go? Tucker's expression was sincere. Certainly, Mr. Browning. What can I possibly do? I'll tell you. Give me the name of the club you and Horner belong to. Why, uh, it, it's so long ago that I've forgotten about it, but uh, if you let me run down to the place I room at, I, I'll probably be able to find some old records. Yes, that's it. I, I'll go right now. He started to back out of the office, but I stopped him. <laughs> it's no use, Tucker. When Horner talked to me on the phone, he drew a doodle that you overlooked. It was a drawing that named you, the picture of a cat. And another name for cat is Tom, Tommy Tucker, get it? No, well, his name wasn't Tom, it was Harry, but that didn't matter. The business about the cat broke him up. Like the original Tommy Tucker, he sang, but not for his supper. He sang, gave me the neatest confession I'd gotten for a long time. Yes, I killed him. Both Hunter and Hubbard were interested in Mother Gustav. I, I got into the same club by accident, thought it was a place I could meet rich suckers... Turned out they were tracing names of that old nursery rhyme junk, and it was only a question of time till someone would find out that Tucker wasn't my real name, that I'd done time for a stock market swindle. Old Lady Hubbard's husband was in the stock market, and so maybe that's how she got onto it first. She called me here, Horner got the message, and, well, I had to kill them both. That's all there was to it. Tucker's tucked safely away now. He didn't find the law as easy as Mother Goose. Like I said... When a guy has too good a story, when he's just too eager to help, all you have to do is help him cook his own goose. 